Hey everybody, it's your Dutch friend Jan here, and you are listening to episode number 96 of the Create the Smarts podcast. Have you ever thought about working with your partner? We, um, we, we've interviewed and uh, we have quite a few uh, people in our inner circle programs who, who started you know, the, the business that they're now doing as their main gig as a side project. Um, then they became so successful that they could quit their jobs and some of them reached a level of success where they were actually making enough money to provide for the entire family so their spouse could also quit their jobs and in some cases they joined the um, well the creator now they're running a business together right so of course running a business with your spouse is not easy comes with many challenges but also many advantages now today uh, I have on the show as my guest, Philip and Isabel from Amigos Ingleses. Um, Philip is from the UK, Isabel is from Spain, and together they started a podcast back in the day where they were teaching uh, English to Spanish speakers. Um, the podcast wasn't very successful in the in the first place. They blogged it relatively well, but then they started the YouTube channel, and that really took off. They now have over 1.2 million subscribers. Um, and they're doing very, very well, but I've also had many challenges in the past. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to beat the overwhelm by being organized. Uh, how do you divide the task? How can you stay productive and work as a team? How can you find your work-life balance? Because, you know, if you're working with your partner, you're thinking about the business all the time, right? So... Those are all the topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, I should say some of the topics that we're going to talk about because we're going to talk about much more. This was a fun interview. I hope you're going to enjoy it. So let's dive in after the intro. This is the Create the Smarts podcast where you will learn to leverage your online following into a profitable, future-proof education business that you control without being at the mercy of sponsors or algorithm changes. Each week we interview the world's leading creators to find out what strategies they use to diversify, stabilize and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Jan van der Aan. Hey Isabel and Philip, welcome to the Creator Smarts podcast. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do. Hi there, thank you for inviting us, Jan, and hi, Landpreneurs. I'm Philip, this is Isabel, and we are from amigosingleses.com, and we help Spanish speakers to speak English fluently and confidently. Yeah, so Isabel, can you, you know, share with our audience, like, how did you guys come up with this idea to start a YouTube channel? I think that's where you originally started, or not? Not really. No? Uh, well, it's a long story. We actually started in 2012, and YouTube was never part of the plan. <laughs> we started with a with a podcast actually. We started when with nobody, a yeah, we started with a podcast when nobody even knew what a podcast was. Like ah. we would tell our friends, "We're starting this podcast," and we would, they would be like, "What? A podcast? What the hell is that?" <laughs> Yeah, and well, it was actually uh, well, we met in in Madrid, and then uh, we moved to England. I I really wanted to live in the UK for a very long time, 
And so we moved there and I had been in England before, but I hadn't really had so much contact with native speakers. And it was when I lived there and I also found a job there. And actually it was a, a job uh, in a, in a four-star hotel in the front desk, at the front desk, sorry. So I was right there in the firing line and, and I realized that everything I'd lear- I had learned at school, was, the English I had learned at school was pretty different from the one that, that was used in real life and I was mispronouncing every single word. I didn't know any of the common phrases, expressions. I was just like a walking textbook and, and just by sharing well, my life with Philip, I was learning so much and in such a different way. Yeah. And he also learned Spanish thanks to, to me and to a podcast as well. So that's when we thought, wow, there, there must be so many people. There must be so many Spanish speakers in my situation. Because also it was after the crisis when we moved to the UK and many Spaniards were moving there. And we thought, wow, we're onto something here. There's so much value, so much that, yeah. we, can, with, that we can help all the, all the Spanish speakers with yeah. uh, are you, are you are from Spain. Philip is from the UK. You guys met mm. in was that in Barcelona? In, in Madrid. Madrid. In yeah. Madrid. You, yeah. you guys study together, or how do you guys know each other? No, no. I well, I finished university, and after that, I decided to take a gap year, um, and I bought a one-way ticket to Madrid. Ah. And there, I decided to kind of learn Spanish and teach English as well at the same time. And that's where we met. Ah. So. And then how long did it take to... Yeah, we're a couple, by the way. I don't know if we mentioned that. <laughs> we're married. I don't know if we yeah, forgot that, to mention that. Yeah, that's what I assume. But it's good you mentioned that just for our audience. Um, <laughs> I know. We didn't go to uni together or anything like that. Yeah. Have you guys always so, enjoyed working together? I mean, like when you started the podcast, um, I guess not everybody can just start a podcast with their partner right not everybody had that common has that common interest to to, to mm. teach languages to to create content together tell us a little bit about how that got started in the beginning like was that something that you guys always um that you guys both wanted from the beginning yeah i think um well i at the time in 2012 i was listening to a lot of these uh, online business podcasts like uh, Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. And I'd also learned a lot of Spanish with a podcast called Notes in Spanish by Ben Curtis and Marina Diet. And I just thought it was such a fantastic way to learn a language through the podcast. It was completely different to anything I'd ever um, used before. And I really connected with them. Yeah. And so I just kind of, we kind of put those two things together. I, I realized that a lot of people were starting to create online businesses and I thought we, we could give it a go. So we, we started with a similar kind of business model, which was um, free audio. And with each episode comes uh, a, a PDF with the transcript and exercises. Yeah. And and we just started to record our conversations and we didn't really take it too seriously. We enjoyed it. Yeah, um, the podcast was the easiest thing we've ever done, really, because we had <laughs> just kind of landed in the UK. We were, exper- well, I was experiencing lots of changes in my life. I was There was so much that I was learning and Philip as well with his Spanish. So really, yeah, just, um, just uh having conversations in front of a, a microphone was not really a big deal and we didn't have an audience as well so 
you mm. know there was no pressure at all we yeah. both had our jobs and we were just doing it for fun really and but yeah we had that uh, kind of business idea in mind but it just seemed so far away and there was nobody doing yeah. the same thing at all so yeah, yeah it was just really relaxing and, and enjoyable and yeah working as a couple like the the big deal came a bit later when it actually when we both actually jumped into it and then it became our our um bread and butter did you say bread and butter or, or yeah. bacon yeah. no yeah bacon is in spanish <laughs> bread and butter yeah. all right so uh, how long did that take i mean you start a podcast uh, especially starting a podcast can be very slow right depends on your niche i guess if you started in 2012 teaching english for spanish speakers maybe there wasn't so much competition um no, or was there competition or yeah, well, yeah, maybe there were three or four podcasts. There was nothing going on 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 YouTube. Like we we recorded a few podcasts, and then there was a topic that we wanted to cover, and it was like how to like phrases to to talk over the phone in English, and we thought this would be much better if we did it as a video, and then we can kind of interact, and and that's when we recorded the first video, and then we. We, yeah, we noticed that there was a lot of interest on that. I mean, a lot of interest in those days maybe was, I don't know, 100 views, I don't remember. But then we, we filmed another video and another video. And yeah, the podcast wasn't really getting anywhere, but maybe we're not. I mean, we kept doing it for a long for a long time. Yeah, We kept doing it for years. But then we kept the podcast and, and the YouTube channel. But yeah, there was definitely much more interest. Yeah. Coming from the video, but also on YouTube those days, there was nobody, um, nobody really teaching English or at least English for Spanish speakers. Um, yeah. There were maybe a couple of channels. It's completely different to what you find nowadays on YouTube, where it seems like there is a there are a lot of people teaching everything, not just languages, but yeah. it's really grown a lot. Yeah, it's exploded, but yeah, yeah, back then. But it was it was, it was kind of slow at the beginning because I remember going to my classes. I. I I was teaching in academies um, and I would say to my students, do you listen to podcasts? And they'd, they'd say to me, pod, pod, what? Pod, podcasts. They, they just didn't know what it was. So it was, it was quite frustrating for me because I was really into podcasts, you know, and I was trying to get my students into podcasts and listening to them. But yeah. But they wanted Later, video. Sorry? But they wanted video or they, they, they knew YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube for us got much more of a response, so we kind of kept going down that road. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Do you guys both have a background in teaching? Philip does. Uh, I have a background in business and marketing, and but Philip, uh, well, well, you. Yeah. You <laughs> I, straight after uni, I went to Madrid and started teaching English without any qualifications. I just, um, well, the school taught me. Then years later in Cambridge, I got my qualification and uh, I've taught in Madrid in companies and in Cambridge in academies, teaching students from all over the world. So I've been teaching, yeah, for, for many years. Mm. And uh, yeah. How long did it take for you, for you guys until you, you know, you saw the potential of <laughs> the podcast or the YouTube channel turning into a business? You guys started the podcast in 2012. And now when did you start the YouTube mm. channel? Um, I think it was the same year, wasn't it? Same year. Probably, or maybe, we, I don't remember. Kind of a few months later, yeah. A few months yeah, later. 
we were trickling videos there every so often, but our main focus was on the podcast. Yeah, we were not like taking it extremely seriously, although we we knew we knew what we wanted, but we didn't really believe it was possible because at that time, like I said, nobody, uh, very very few people were doing a similar thing, or especially around us. And uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, we we from the beginning we knew that we wanted to create uh, materials that uh, well, our goal was yeah to create materials to help those students. So we started with the, like <clears throat> the listening course that would have the PDFs. Yeah. Uh, the transcripts and exercises and everything and then yeah with YouTube we also created the, a course like we we had a video that was really successful that was on how to prepare for an interview in English so then we developed like a mini course and we were kind of working it out uh, yeah yeah just working out what had interest and how we could help so you do you remember the moment that you thought wait this YouTube channel is growing so fast People are asking for courses. I think we have a business here. Yeah, it wasn't so much depending on YouTube. Like YouTube had already started growing uh, fast. Like there was one of those viral videos. I think it's like that for most channels. At some point there is a video that explodes and then you start getting a lot of interest and then you obviously have to keep that up. You have to be constant and keep creating great content. Otherwise... It's not going to work, even if you have the most viral video ever. But So that was going, yeah, really well. But we, we were not really relying on that. We, we wanted to, like the moment we knew we had something, uh, we had a business, was when we were generating stable income from our courses. Yeah. So we didn't really pay much attention to the YouTube earnings because that's just so... Yeah. You rem- can just change overnight, can go down to, to zero. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys have a huge audience nowadays. It's it's over one million, right? On YouTube, at least. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, like, how big the, 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 the YouTube channel or website visits or whatever, how, how big the business was or how big the, the following was? Uh, when you when you could decide when you could say okay I'm I'm gonna quit my day job and I'm gonna focus on the business. Mm. Yeah, I don't think there was much. Maybe like well, subscriber count was maybe a hundred thousand. Only hundred thousand subscribers, so yeah. two hundred thousand. It wasn't much more than that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yes, I, I wanted to to tell a story. Uh, it's not a very long one. Don't worry. <laughs> there was <laughs> our, like a, our listeners there, love uh, stories. Go ahead. We have to tell. <laughs> There is a moment uh, that comes to mind when I thought, oh, my goodness, uh, we're, we're on to something here. This, I'm starting to believe all of those online business <laughs> things. And is that I was, uh, well, we, we had a uh, few courses already on, our, on Amigos Ingleses Academy. And, and I decided to try something different. And I launched uh, like a 24-hour sale for our courses. I don't remember what the promotion was. It was quite a good promotion and I decided I would be 24 hours. So I launched that and that next day I had an appointment at the hairdresser. So while I was there sat down and I was getting my head done, I kind of like look at my email. I thought, oh, let's see what's going on there. Maybe, I don't know, you know, like kind of scary moment that like maybe I'll click on there. There's nothing happening. I hear crickets. Yeah. We haven't sold a single course. And it's like, I went in there and it was like one email, another email, another sale, another sale. 
And like by the moment I left the hairdressers, I had like doubled uh, the income that I was making working well at my at my job at that time. Yeah. So you were uh, able to pay for that. When haircut. I was at the hairdressers, yeah, I was able to pay <laughs> for that. <laughs> but the the most amazing, well, yeah, that really kind of made my head explode a bit. Like I thought, oh my goodness, this is crazy. But at the same time, it just felt so good because what we were doing was really meaningful and, and we were helping so many people getting such great feedback. So that was kind of, yeah, when I thought, hmm, hmm maybe I have to give it a go and, and just quit this, this job. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Phil? Do you, do you remember the day or was it difficult for you to quit your, your job as a teacher? Well, um, no, I mean, my, my teaching job was always quite flexible because, I mean, I could teach in Madrid the hours that I wanted, more or less. I could teach in, in Cambridge and in Barcelona as well when we came here. So I was more in control of the hours that I could work um, as a teacher, you know. But Isabel, she had the full-time job. And I remember there was, there was a point where we couldn't really work on our project. We reached a limit for the amount of time we could work on our project because yeah. Isabel was at work all day. I, I did my classes, I came home, and I was preparing things to film and so there did come a time when when Isabel had to take that kind of leap you know and I was trying to persuade her saying you should kind of I think you should give up this job <laughs> yeah. give up this job and let's focus full-time on this and yeah. if I mean we're not quite earning super uh, enough money here to to really do to, to live well but if you gave up your job then then we would be able to yeah. really yeah we were at that really point grow. I mean that was my the condition was when we're when we're making this amount a month for an ongoing basis then I will but yeah it was hard it was hard to do it because you know people the people around you your family and your friends yeah. they're like what, what are you doing <laughs> like yeah, they everyone is like they don't understand of, how it works right running an online business yeah. or that it was possible especially five or yeah five or ten exactly. years ago yeah, that's quite hard. Like you don't always find the support around you, and you feel like you're crazy. But then at some point, it's like, look, I just <laughs> so did you I quit your jobs? Yeah, did you quit your jobs both at the same time? Well, Isabel gave up her job, yeah. and I kind of um, continued to teach um, right, okay. in, in an academy. Yeah, and I slowly kind of reduced my hours little by little. So in the end, I was only working two days a week. Um, but I really enjoyed teaching in the academy that I was working at and it was one of these small academies and, and I was preparing students for their Cambridge exams for yeah. the first certificate and CAE exams so they were the best students you could ever ask for because they were serious and they wanted to learn and yeah. they worked hard and it was a really, a really good uh, teaching position so it was just little by little reducing my hours there and then eventually um it just wasn't really worth going back um, mm. so yeah there was another i'm just uh, remember another short story i promise <laughs> but there was like another moment well the moment when i said okay i'm quitting like next month uh, was when we when we were awarded the best blog of the of the year by, by a well-known spanish newspaper um, so we went to that uh, gala and, and we, we didn't expect to, um, it was crazy, we just went 
thinking, well, we might win something or like we won the the prize for our category because there were lots of uh, different blogs that had applied. There were like 8,000 blogs in so many different areas like cooking, beauty, everything. And we won the whole thing. From those 8,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 8,000 people that had applied and then they selected uh, a few different blogs in each different category. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, we won the whole the whole competition, and we were there on the stage with one of those huge, <laughs> massive checks for five thousand euros. It was crazy. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, the best thing is that then we were on the on the newspaper the following day, and this is a newspaper that they give you for free on the underground, or yeah, like in yeah, the morning yeah, they that, deliver yeah. it to people going to work. It's called twenty. 20 minutes mm-hmm. uh, so it was crazy because when I went back to work the following week people had the newspaper there with our face printed on the, on the cover <laughs> whoa so and that was a bit like okay maybe I need to give this a chance <laughs> so yeah. what, what what is the secret sauce of Amigos Ingleses I mean you guys have a very how <laughs> uh, can I put a very unique branding right like you, you like like the website you have all these colors and you wear these these, these I don't know different colors of glasses and and <laughs> you dress like a, a telephone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What is that? What makes everything unique? I mean, there were eight thousand people who applied for that for that prize, right? You guys won. Um, the YouTube channel had traction from the beginning. It's one of the most popular YouTube channels nowadays for Spanish learners who want to learn English. What is the secret sauce? Is it a, is it a style? What do your what do your fans say? What do you think? I think it's a bit of a, well, we do add a lot of sense of humor. We really keep the students in mind. I think it's because it's kind of like I'm the student. I play the student role and I remember how I was taught uh, at school and I don't want to share anything similar to that. And I, I always keep that in mind that I want the lessons to be really engaging, really fun. I really want them to, because it's quite hard to learn to learn a language on your own from home so yeah I really put a lot of focus on that and I think it's also just for ourselves because we've been doing it for such a long time that we need to try different things and and, because you can make it fun I mean with teaching you have so much flexibility to just do whatever you're so free to do whatever whatever you like and yeah I think we're we're both quite creative people um I studied performing arts at university so I did acting and film and radio and editing and lots of different kinds of things and Isabel loves design and art and so we're, we're creative people and but our video started very very basic very stiff oh yeah don't watch the first video <laughs> <laughs> and gradually we've we've improved and we've made uh, made changes but um, I think yeah one day Isabel bought some glasses and some telephones yeah. and we we just tried it in a video and suddenly we took on these new roles and it, it really worked for us and people liked it so we yeah. we just kept going it's almost a, feel- it's almost a mix of language learning and and like sketches um with this this crazy branding like you dress up and you wear these, these big glasses and you use all these objects like uh, like a telephone uh, i haven't watched all the videos but um, We've got yeah. four telephones. Yeah, four telephones. <laughs> Twenty pairs of glasses. Where do you record yeah, everything? It's crazy. Just here in this room at the moment. We've been changing in the living room. Yeah, now we do it here. We've finally set up some kind of studio, so we don't have to be yeah 
mm-hmm. uh, setting up all the lights and the camera. So we have it all set up here. It's not yeah. that we record so often because we try to do everything in batches. But yeah. yeah, before it was a bit of a pain. Like, oh, okay, let's go to the living room. Let's remove everything that you know. <laughs> Yeah. Don't want to appear in the background. Yeah. Philip, tell us a little bit about how you guys divide up the time between content creation and things like marketing, course creation. Well, uh, we've, we've tried a lot of different things, but I think um, this year what we're trying to do is um, get all our free content um, covered and, and record it all in batches. And, and then concentrate on, on our, our launches. So while, while the free content is, is published, we can, we can get on with other, other things like the marketing of our, our courses yeah. and also, also developing our new courses. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the free content is something that I'm kind of taking care of uh, this year and preparing. And we, we're going to film them all in batches. And then Isabel is, that's kind of her, her department, uh, your department, right? The, the marketing of our courses yeah. and, and launching the courses, which is something that we're, we're experimenting with yeah. at the moment. How, I mean, just one, you know, let's, let's go back <laughs> one more time to uh, when, you, when you quit your job, um, Philip, because Isabel studied marketing um, mm-hmm. You didn't really have any ex- experience with with marketing and, and business building, as far as I know. Uh, mm-hmm. How difficult was it was it for you to change that, you know, that teacher mindset into a, a business owner mindset? It was tough. It was really one of my biggest challenges because I've always just been a, a teacher, you know. So I've been teaching all kinds of classes with all kinds of students, and it's it's. It's a really important shift, I think, to to make um, to to not think of yourself as a teacher, because um, if you have an online business, you've got to do so much more than than just teach. Yeah. So it it's really important to have that that mind shift and not think of yourself as a teacher, but think of yourself as a someone who's in business and your business is teaching. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that. That took some time, but I, I managed to do it, I think, just by looking at a lot of examples of online businesses and how they work and listening to podcasts, reading a lot of uh, books about the, the subject. And and I think I think I've more or less managed to, to shift my mind a little bit, but it's 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 difficult. Yeah. And I think. Um, I think I was I was teaching in the school for a, for a long time, and and uh, because it was all all that I knew, and I think I had some trouble kind of letting go as well of that that teaching position, you know. Yeah. Um, but what would you recommend to other people who who want to start or, or who originally started out as well, not as a business owner, whatever they were doing before? And and do not have an, an online business. I need to get this, you know, business owner, more entrepreneurial kind of um, mindset. What has helped for you? Is it just listening to podcasts, as you said, and and you know, paying attention to what other people are doing? Do you have any any tips on that? Yeah, I think just just using the internet to create your own kind of uh, 
education, you know, um, so you can learn everything on the internet, anything that you don't know how to do, you can find a way to learn it online mm-hmm. and and just going out there and and teaching yourself everything that you need to to know, anything, any obstacles that you come across can be overcome just by training yourself and 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 trying also, out different things in the business, I guess, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like never stop learning, like read plenty of books, podcasts. And nowadays you can find so many people that are doing the same thing that you can connect with and learn from. Or you can also find so many business coaches, like all of those things that we didn't really have access to. Yeah. Well, we probably had access to, but it was quite hard to find uh, back in those days. But yeah, I think the the main key thing uh, for us has been um, really when when we really felt proud of something that we had created uh, for the students then we really felt that we were very confident to go out there and and sell it to them because we didn't feel bad about oh I want to make money no it's just I have something that is so valuable for you and uh, we've seen the feedback and we've seen the the results how much it's helped them and and then you take a completely different approach and you don't see that selling anymore and also any money that you make for your business you're going to reinvest it and yeah. you're going to it's going to help you grow and it's help you help it's going to help you yeah get yeah. to more people and help more people and, and make it better yeah. yeah also if you're not selling your own courses like your audience they will end up buying somebody else's courses right somebody who, who, who <laughs> is actively promoting it so yeah it's exactly. your um it's your obligation to well, to first of all make a really good course, but then also promote mm. it, of course, and make sure that your audience knows about it and that you have that course. But yeah, which but is yeah. one of those skills, isn't it? That I mean, uh, teachers aren't necessarily yeah. so so good at. You know, selling things is something that can be a bit awkward uh, for a lot of. Well, for me certainly, I, I mm. it's not something that I've I'm used to doing. Being, yeah, getting out there and selling. Things. There are many different approaches. Like you don't have to be like salesly, salesly person. You don't have to be spamming. In, uh, your list uh, every week trying to hard sell. there are lots of different ways yeah, yeah. to do it I, yeah i no. think i think also like uh, the key here is to, is to warm up your audience is to, to make them excited about the, the product before pitching it right because you if you already have that relationship and you know that your audience wants a certain thing if they have been asking for it mm. then they, they they are just ready to buy and you do not really need to to sell it right you just let you just yeah. sell them hey we have this product and the people who want to buy it, they can buy it and the people who don't want to buy it, they they just ignore yeah. it and they don't open that email i'm always surprised by how much people worry about you know being spammy um with work with you know so many people in the industry now with huge mailing lists and every time we do a launch and we most of the time mm. we, we promote quite aggressively but there's only a few times, you know, that we get responses from people who say, hey, stop emailing me. And then they can just click the unsubscribe <laughs> button. Um, yeah. I guess the only way to, to, to find that out is, is, by, is by just doing it like you guys said, right? You guys have been experienced, uh, done lots of experience with, with launches, I think Isabel uh, just said. Want to share some of the things that you've learned from that so far? Like, yeah, well, we've only had one course, but we've never been opening and closing or like launching courses. So all the courses were always uh, permanently available on our website. Uh, but the last course that we created, 
it was also like a two-month uh, course and, and we wanted to try something different, not just because it, it was easier, it's easier to sell a course uh, if you if everyone is starting on the same date and finishing yeah. the same date and, and there is some kind of follow-up from you and, and there is this community, everyone following the course all, all together. So we kind of wanted to do it because of that, because that would give them better results because there are so many times that you just... Uh, buy an online course and you just check the first lesson and never never ever come back mm -hmm. uh, but yeah we also wanted to try um, yeah something different so it didn't feel like because um, otherwise uh, what you can do is just send an email making a small uh, uh, an offer or something and we kind of wanted to try yeah something different and yeah it was a great success yeah um, do you think we you're gonna a, we, yeah Sorry. Yeah. So you think you're going to do this more often? And what you mean is by, um, by a launch is by, like, basically mean a live launch. So to have a clear starting and end date of, yeah. of, the, yeah. of the course. And you didn't yeah, have that like, before. Yeah, we didn't just do it just because we thought, okay, this way is going to sell more if we kind of launch open and close it. Like there is a reason also for doing it that way. And it's that all the students follow the course at the same time yeah. and we're interacting uh, with them, yeah, because uh, like the the level that we're targeting, which is like low um, low intermediate um, Spanish speakers of English, you know, and we they really feel that they need that support. Like yeah. they want to practice, they want to be pushed, they want to get fluent. So it's not maybe like a beginner who would just uh, maybe prefer to just take a a self study course, and at that point they don't need so much. Um, Mm -hmm. push from you yeah so you guys both well you you, you run the business together um, you don't have to go to an office you don't have a boss um, <laughs> you can take time off if you want I guess for at least a while um, how do you how do you deal with that freedom like are you guys always working or are you always on a holiday like how do you how do you, how do you divide how do you it's more the first thing <laughs> Yeah, how do you find that? How do you find that balance? Like, how much do you work, and do you want to work more or less? Wow. Well, we've been, we have been, just we we have gone crazy with work, uh, <laughs> and it completely took over. You know, because for a long time it was our dream to just be able to do this full time, and we thought when we get to do this full time, we'll just be set. We'll just have it all worked out. <laughs> but when that arrives suddenly there are so many more challenges that, that come, come at you. And so, yeah, it, when you have your, your agenda completely free, you have 24-7, uh, <laughs> Monday to Sunday, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, focus on what you want. It, it, it's difficult. It's, it's hard to, to try to find that, that routine that works for you. Um, and we've tried so many different things. Yeah, and <laughs> really tricky. We're always, yeah, we're like productivity geeks nowadays. Yeah. We're always trying different things. But often what happens is if you only have a limited amount of time, then you really um, you make most of that time. And sometimes I think we, were, we have been more efficient when we, we had our jobs, you know, because we, we only had that amount of time to to work on the project and we really got a lot done in that time you know yeah um so yeah we've gone to different extremes where we haven't been very productive and we've 
we've uh, wasted time but i think now we, we we kind of have a good a good balance and we've we've kind of worked out how to work efficiently together and, mm, and yeah, we... get things done and stay focused and have our free time as well yeah because there there, there were times when it was just completely it just completely consumed us. Yeah, we yeah. we jumped into lots of different projects and got very distracted because it's also exciting and there are so many possibilities. There's so much you can do and yeah, it's like it never ends. And yeah, yeah. at some point we got caught up in in a few different projects and we were like, oh my god, I don't know what to do with my so twenty four hours are not enough. So what's the key here then to to stay disciplined and to have a schedule for yourself to say, okay, I only work from from nine to five or also in the evening mm-hmm. what, what what is the key, what is the key here then yeah well first of all what we've done is like separate so we have separated everything into different departments because that's something that was really making us uh, work too much and getting in each other's way and mm. you know everything had to be supervised by both of us and we're also uh, very perfectionist and you know we pay too much attention to to details so that's something that we've done recently so okay so you take care of these are your areas yeah. and you have the last word there and, and these are my areas and that has really helped to not be so overwhelmed where there is exactly so much going on so many projects that you want to work on and uh, yeah. so that's been the first thing but yeah having a schedule definitely so we yeah we always try to work like from eight till four or nine till five and usually we work maybe a little bit more, but yeah, before, I mean, I suppose everyone has been there, like starting at 9am and closing your laptop 10pm and yeah, having a really unhealthy lifestyle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, those days are over, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and now comes a difficult question. Uh, this is a difficult question because I don't know the answer myself. Um, what what do you do to make sure that you're not thinking about work in the you know when you have time off in the evenings or or in the weekends? Mm. Have yeah, you found something tough. that helped? I think um, just having meetings is is a great idea because we get together and we we sit down and we say we're going to talk about this 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 and this in this meeting. We talk about it and then it's it's done, you know. And okay. you don't need to talk about it when you're out walking the dog or whatever. Mm. And and just having some some rules like at the when we finish work we close our laptops we don't talk about work. Yeah, yeah, that's like the golden rule. No, it really works. Whenever somebody mentions something, it's like, hey, that's work. Okay, back to yeah, (laughs) back to the other conversation. Yeah, yeah, you have to be really strict. Yeah, you have to set those uh, boundaries, don't you? And yeah, yeah. otherwise you just become workmates. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it just takes over completely. So you have yeah. to have that 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 separation. It's really important. Yeah, yeah like it's really hard. Like when you work from home, yeah, and you have your own project, it's really hard to separate your yeah. working life. Especially your... if you work together in one company, yeah. right? If your partner is doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but when it's your partner as well that is involved, it all mixes up and you're like, who am I? Like that woman that is <laughs> in the videos from Amigos Ingleses? <laughs> Yeah, I guess one thing that, that that I found working for me is to to just plan something else, right? Because when I go back into default mode, I automatically start thinking about who else could I interview in a podcast, for example, right? So it's just planning all the activity, doing things with friends or with the family or just put it in your agenda. 
Um, but yeah, I haven't. It hasn't entirely solved the problem. So I guess this is a typical entrepreneurial um, yeah. thing, yeah. right? And, and maybe there's no perfect solution. But yeah, I was just as curious maybe what you guys staying do. away from technology as well. No, if you yeah. say, okay, I'm going to take my weekend off and just forget about your phone, your laptop, and that will probably help you. Yeah, disconnect. I guess we still think about yeah. it. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. hard to that's hard to cure. I think we just have to learn how to live, <laughs> to live with it. Yeah, yeah. but well, I suppose that's a good sign because that means that you you're passionate about what you're doing and that's why you keep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is it is it a real problem if you're thinking about work all the time and it gives you energy? Maybe not. Maybe it's it's a very good problem to have. No? Mm, yeah, maybe let's take a different approach. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So you, <laughs> we don't have the perfect answer sorry <laughs> yeah well i will keep asking the future guests maybe maybe they have a solution <laughs> no just joking um so yeah here on the podcast we talk about a lot about the things that work um and the successes of uh, our guest can you maybe share some of the struggles that you've had growing your audience building the business that you have today some of the struggles. Who wants to go first? <laughs> we could be. This could be enough, enough for another podcast. Yeah. Let's schedule yeah, a second interview. <laughs> struggles, failures. Let's get it. Yeah. We've had yeah a lot of struggles. Um, probably uh, one of the biggest ones was, like we've mentioned before, spreading ourselves too thin and not being able to focus on one thing and get it done, and just having so many different projects on the go at once and just feeling overwhelmed was one of our struggles which I think we've kind of overcome by just saying no a lot more to, to projects that, that that come up um, other struggles have been yeah like our productivity the way we work um, our schedule our schedule working together as a as a partnership um, is, <laughs> is a struggle but you know we've kind of overcome that as well by de allocating our, our departments yeah. Um, other struggles? Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, not having such a clear plan or like, I mean, we've never really had struggles like having enough students or people interested or traffic or anything like that. But um, yeah, um, I suppose our, our biggest struggle now is that we've grown and we haven't really been able to let go. Like we've tried to we have tried to work with other people and we do have some people that uh, are helping us now but we yeah we're very perfectionist and we fell into that trap that eh, nobody can do it as well as I can do it or, or you just cannot get organized because we got trapped into so many projects we just felt like we were like I don't know I felt like a superwoman like I can just yeah. say yes to everything everything is so exciting and then it's like how how on earth am I going to <laughs> to work on all of those projects all at, yeah. at once it was crazy yeah so like for for us now is yeah trying to take it to the next level and trying to just focus on the things where we really add the value yeah uh, and not doing all of the little things that you've done for years and years and you are kind of bored of and it's just bringing yeah. you bad energy it's just and, um, and, deleg you know. and delegate those tasks yeah that's like our big struggle right now like we tried to do it and we had some bad experiences it didn't work uh, then yeah now we're kind of i think we are finally <laughs> it's the only building a small a small little team and 
yeah starting to feel a bit liberated from all of that yeah. pressure mm. i guess yeah. that's another mindset shift that you have to make right i mean we talked about this before but also delegating nobody can do as good as a job as i can right it's um yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you have to just do it and delegate it and and uh, and prove yourself wrong basically right because afterwards you know it all looks so logical when you delegate the task the person does the job well you're like shit i should have done this two years ago right but yeah um, yeah it, it takes time and energy to to find the right person i guess and uh yeah, you need to be a little bit patient as well, right? Like, yeah, you don't find it. You still do like the video editing yourself, for example. Well, we have an editor that we work with, uh, but yeah, it's taken us. We we do a lot of it sometimes, but just because, yeah, we've been very disorganized. Like the last year was crazy. Like we 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 jump onto so many projects. Like we were creating courses. We had a YouTube channel. Uh, we have a we, book. We were writing a book. It was just crazy. We go, <laughs> we got our fingers into so many pies, and then it's just been the hardest thing about working with people has been, uh, yeah, getting organized. Because at first you had to, you have to train that person. So just like giving feedback and instructions, yeah. writing down all the instructions, just takes so long that yeah, you really need to get organized before mm -hmm. you start outsourcing. But yeah, yeah, we now have some help with the, the editing. But yeah, we've been doing everything ourselves until very recently. Yeah. 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 So you've managed <laughs> to grow the business. How big is the following on YouTube? Uh, the subscribers. Yeah. 1. 2 million, I think 1.2 well, million 1. subscribers. 1.2 yeah. subscribers on YouTube. Huge amount of, of students enrolled in your courses. And, and being able to do everything by yourselves, just a team of two, yeah. up until recently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy, really, because it 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 could be, uh, we could, I mean, the amount of pe the this this kind of work it could be for you know a handful of people. You know, we're we're trying to create that content that is at the level of you know like one of these startups. You know, which yeah. is. It's, it's a bit crazy at times yeah yeah we've never really understood we i always had the feeling that come on i should be able to do all of this i mean it's just writing a little post here optimizing it for seo and just uploading a video here plan a lesson uh, putting some stuff on social media uh just uh, doing some um, customer service uh, launching the next call come on it's not that much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, congrats. Just on jumping onto so many tasks, no, it just drives you crazy. Jumping from one thing to the other, like yeah. multitasking all the time, is just a killer for your productivity. Yeah. Well, congrats on all the success that you guys have had so far with uh, the YouTube channel, but also the business. Like, what? Like, do you have any recommendations f for people who, you know, who, who do have traction, who are growing fast? and uh who want to build not only a successful business but also a business that that supports their 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 lifestyle or that makes their life easier so that they don't spend the entire week and weekend and the evenings and nights mm. thinking about their business like what would you recommend <laughs> yeah, maybe to you? try not to be too ambitious and really uh really know uh what problem it is that you're trying to solve uh what really know your customer your student really know their needs and and create that something that can really help them uh, solve that problem and just try to focus yeah on one thing 
at the time. Yeah, yeah. Probably don't get too distracted because it's so easy to to get distracted. Yeah. Nowadays, just everything is changing so fast. So just by looking at what other people are doing, or try not to get too distracted and and have that plan, have a plan, have a vision, and try to stick to it as much as you can. But obviously, review it and mm. be open to change. But but try to you know to sit down and take some time to really think what is it, where where is it that you want want to be in in a couple of years. So yeah, have that vision and have that plan I would say that's been yeah like our biggest um yeah definitely and just mm-hmm. just focus on your niche find your niche and your platform and remember you don't have to be everywhere doing everything um just focus on on like Isabel said one thing or one platform and get really good at it and then you can always switch over and try something else yeah but but perhaps not do everything at the same time yeah so what what are in your opinion distractions and what are things that you you should double down on i mean earlier you said that you were doing so many things all the, t- on the time all these size pro- side projects yeah what what have you learned about yourself that you need to what are some of the things that you you put your focus in in your opinion yeah i think well at the beginning we just didn't have any plan for, for the year, the year would start and we'd just be like, okay, this is another year. What's going to happen this year? Okay, what's the next video this week? Okay, oh, there's a, something in our inbox. This sounds interesting. Let's, let's, yes, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, and everything was just, we were just drifting basically. But now we have a much more structured year. We sit down at the beginning of the year and we decide this year we're going to do this, this, this and this. And any anything else that comes into our inbox it's uh, except sorry. for invitation Lang for Brunner. this podcast interview <laughs> yes except for <laughs> podcast invitations with langpreneur but yes <laughs> you're very privileged yeah whoa well thank you very much for for, for taking the time um is there anything else that you want to share with our audience before we um before we stop oh, any tips um no. just uh just keep going and enjoy and you're doing a great job and it's it's fantastic the power of the internet is just it's just incredible that you can connect with so many people um these days and yeah you don't necessarily have to have a huge audience to make your business work you just need to be off offering real value and in a maybe perhaps in a, a slightly original way and 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 I think it's it's totally possible to to create your your online language teaching business. Yeah, just do what you love and and go out there and and help people and and be really focused. And then you for sure you're going to see results if you keep doing just that one thing that you know yeah. is and going to be of value. And it's going to take a a bit of time, right? Even for you guys, like how do, how long did it take until you you could go full time? Yeah, talking about a few a, years a long time yeah yeah because we were yeah doing it part-time we were not really putting so I much work into it five after the fifth year i suppose after the fifth mm. year well yeah yeah but it was kind of uh, relaxed um but we kind of we didn't do it so suddenly we didn't switch over suddenly to doing yeah. it full-time i kind of reduced my hours gradually but it was yeah 
But yeah, definitely be be patient because some people just uh, expect to have success overnight, and that's why so many people fail because they they just give up and they're not patient enough to put the work yeah. that you need to put in to, in order to see results. Yeah, yeah. Five years sounds like a long time, but I guess now when you look back at you know at, at the old journey, it's that de- it was definitely worthwhile, right? definitely worthwhile because there's nothing better than just being in control of your your life and having that freedom right actually making an impact in the world helping people getting paid for it and and just having that freedom which is just just fantastic yeah even if you spend the whole day working but at least you're working on your project that you've created and yeah you have a reason to jump out of bed in the morning that's amazing yeah, I, I recently had a discussion with with a few old friends, like from from my hometown, and you know we were talking about work, and it was like, oh, I hate my work. You know, I'm I'm glad, you know, when when I'm gonna have my my holidays, and I'm like, I, you mm. know, I like working, and it's like, come on, you can't say, yeah, I know, <laughs> generally do like every morning, I'm I'm happy to you know to to start building exactly your own thing um so yes. one of my friends he's um he was recently building a garage like constructing a garage by himself like for his car and mm-hmm. um i said yeah man for you know that project is is the same as what creator smart is for me it's like you built something for yourself and and exactly. it gives you energy um mm-hmm. it makes yeah. you feel awake alive um yeah, we. I think we're just privileged that we can yeah. work on that on that project, definitely. on our yeah, hobby definitely. all the time and get paid for it in return. Right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, there is that quote. I can't remember who said it, but it's if you're not busy creating and working towards your own dreams, yeah. you're you're building someone else's dreams. Yeah, exactly. So it's you don't want to be building someone else's dreams. Yeah. Well, and I guess, yeah, some people are, are happy with that, but I think deep down they know that it's better to just build your own thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, well, thanks for sharing all the insights and, um, well, the motivation as well, sharing your story. If people want to learn more about, um, about what it is you do and if they want to see some of your work, where can they go? You can check out our website, amigosingleses.com. That's English friends in English, amigos ingleses. And we're on Instagram, YouTube. We've got a podcast as well, which is on Spotify. Well, and the last episode is from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been doing really well. It's been on the top 10. It's still Spotify there. Still in the Spain. top 10. Yeah, top 10 for Spain, yeah. like for, I don't know, the last few months. It was like, what? <laughs> yeah. We need to get back on that. But yeah, yeah if you uh, want to find about us, amigosingleses.com. There we are. <laughs> All right. Isabella Philip, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Jan. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you like this episode, then please give it a positive rating in whatever podcast app that you're using. And if you want to listen to other interviews or just learn more about what we do, then make sure to go to our website, creatorsmart.com. See you on the next episode. Ciao.